He's a little icebreaker. All right. <laughs> Stand to your feet, please. I love y'all. Y'all may be seated. <laughs> y'all saw that? Y'all saw how easy that was? Did y'all see that? You, you simply obeyed. You simply obeyed. You stood up. Listen, you stood up. Listen, if, if you got hurt yesterday, if you got hurt 10 years ago and you're still carrying it, you, you stood up. You obeyed the command. How hard is it to really love? No, no, no. You, you could have stood up and lost your job. <laughs> it's just the command. You simply obey. Love is a command. Love is a command. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Isn't that right? So how many of y'all breaking this commandment? Uh, I know what they did. It didn't, it didn't say anything about what they did and how they treated you. He said, forgive them for they know not what they do. See, we still choose. You're still choosing who to love, how to love. The Bible says true love, God's love, is with God and man. So you can't love God and don't love man. You can't love man and don't love God. True love is with God and man. Love is not complete until it's what? Shared. I mean, I'm married to my wife and it's not complete until I share my love with her. Your love is not complete till you share it with your brethren. I mean, this is like elementary stuff, y'all. Yeah? Oh, man. You know what? It's just spiritual perception. <laughs> it's spiritual perception. I mean, everybody stood up. They stood up with their past. You still stood up. So it can't be your past that hold you back. Hello? It can't be your past that hold you back from moving forward. You heard the command and you obeyed. <laughs> Y'all stop making the gospel so hard. It's easy and simple. I mean, God knew he was going to allow us to use 10% of our brains, not the whole hundred. Right? So with that 10%, Plus or minus. What's our issue? Hmm? Love is the issue for everything. Love is the issue for everything. Love is the, is the answer for everything. You got serial killers because somebody didn't love them right. We got human trafficking because somebody didn't love someone right. Love is not sex. Love is not sex. And somebody, you ever, you ever been like this? I love you and they say, me too. 
No, no, no. I love you. They like me too. Y'all, y'all heard that, right? So y'all don't listen. Y'all spiritual perception's not up. See, that's when that guy don't want to, he don't love you. He just said, me too. I love me too. I know you love me, but I love me too. Me too. That's what he's agreeing with. That's what he's saying. And, and women do it too. I'm just saying. I, I just want us to understand what we're talking about when we talk about love. The Bible said love never fails. It never becomes obsolete. It never fades away. Love is forever. It's eternal. It, it takes no account of the evil. The evil done to you. It said it takes no account. You know how you do. Remember? Remember what you did? I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. No, no, no. That's not even what the Bible says. Why y'all keep, why y'all looking at me like that? I'm just trying to help y'all understand what love is and what it's not. Do I need to come through the crowd? I'm short, you know. I got some new people here. How y'all doing? Hey, everybody. Everybody. Who is this? Who, who are y'all? Who we got here? What's y'all name? Hey, Kelly. And Shantae. Kelly and Shantae, y'all. Kelly and Shantae is here in the house. I want you to feel the love. Yeah. Who's that? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get everybody. Oh, no, no. We've we done the flexion stretch. Y'all seen it. I know. I know. All right. Good to see everybody, though. Ooh. Good to see you. Man of God. You know I love you. You know I love you. No, I look. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Y'all, see, y'all taking it away from me. It make me feel tall when I hit it. It make me feel tall. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm just. Yeah, have a good time. See, church is we we come in. You know, the Bible said laughter is like a medicine. Some of y'all need some healing. Oh, Lord. Okay, we're going to get there, T. We're going to get there. Man, got to set the atmosphere right, though. All right, the elder coming in. Mary, how y'all doing? All right, good to see y'all. You got to give honor what honor is due. Amen. Glory to God. I want to have his strength. Elder, you, elder you, you're 80, right? You're 80? 71. Don't he look good for 71? I mean, he looks 70 good. Mary, I know Mary at least 27, but she look good. Amen. How you doing? Man, there's some good. Y'all have a good time tonight, man. We come to learn. Jesus said, come and learn of me. All right. All right. Who, who's depressed? Who, who brought the spirit in? Depressed. Y'all know I don't, y'all know I don't deal with, I don't counsel demons. Mm -mm. He said, for the spirit of heaviness, I've given you something. He said, I've given you something. He said, that spirit is not of me. 
I did the list of the seven spirits of God. I didn't see depression in there. It's not in there. I told y'all, see, back in the day, if you were unhappy or, and you served, the, served God, you, you couldn't have a sad countenance. And you, no, when you served the king, you couldn't have a sad countenance. Now, you couldn't come in there, uh, you know, with your depression, talking about, okay, I'm going to serve you, little um, king. Mm -mm, everybody had to smile. See, it's the same thing when we come to Christ. Y'all supposed to be the new creation. So you're supposed to now have joy. Spiritual perception. You, you're not... You're not understanding. The, the thing that was a stumbling block for you. Now is a stepping stool. Okay, see, it's spiritual perception. That thing that hindered you before now should propel you. No, that's what the word of God says. That's what the word of God says. We... Things happen to us. This happened to us. That people been abused, molested, and everything. Now, I told you, you cannot make a memorial of what happened to you. You can't keep going back, revisiting. That's what the spirit, listen, of heaviness does. It keeps you in a non-productive mode or mindset because you are what you think. I know you keep saying you are what you eat. Also, you are what you think. The way you think is your world. Look at all the realities that are in here right now. There's about 55 people in here. Look, is, is it 55 different realities? Or is it one? No, you can have your individual thoughts and personalities, but our, all of us are supposed to have the mind of Christ. Yeah? All of us in here are supposed to have, a, and the people were of one mind. See? Real simple. I mean, we can go in and, and go in, you know, in, in, as a theologian and go in and do a whole bunch of exegesis of the word if you want to. Paul said, I'll show you a better way. I'll show you a more excellent way. You can have all 29 gifts. But Paul said, I'll show you a more excellent way. Love. There's no law that opposes it against it. Isn't that in something? Man. What happened to you? Are you an optimist or a pessimist? Because when you start talking about faith, how many of y'all believe that God still answered prayer? Amen. See, that's when you find out whether you're an optimist or a pessimist. Yeah? So, y'all know I'm supposed to have my surgery on Tuesday, right? You know? So, I go in, you know, do all the pre-op. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? They take your blood and all, everything. My blood, everything was excellent, won't it? Right, everything was excellent. They checked out. I went there today. 
And y'all know I work out. I'm in good shape. I'm 55. I try to stay alive. Anyway. And uh, so I go in there, and my blood pressure is like 176 over 100. I mean, did y'all hear that then? You know the devil is a straight up lie. No, the first time, the first time I went, because uh, they want me to come back. So the first time I went, it was like 155, 152, something like that, over 90. I'm like, yes, the devil is a lie. Y'all know I take my blood pressure all the time. Start, I got a witness. I mean, normal for me is like 127, 129, 30, maybe over like 70 something. You know, I mean, I'm like, what in the world? I'm cool, I'm all right. Y'all know we go in deep on Tuesday nights, you know, intercessory prayer. So you can't be moved by what you see. See, my spiritual perception was that I'm healed. So, and, and you, well, we're going to have to give you on some medicine before, you know, you have the surgery so we can bring it down. I'm 55. I take no medicine. I take vitamins, but I take no medicine whatsoever. I ain't doing it. Okay, maybe. All right, so I go home to come back in a couple of hours and come back. It, when I left, it was 152. When I come back, it's 176 over 100. I'm like, oh, no. That lady said, what's wrong? You know? They, they want you to drink a bunch of water and stuff. I mean, all right. So nothing happened, right? So she said, okay, we got, we got to get this down. Yeah, we are. Because I ain't taking no medicine. So... She goes out, she wants you to relax, put on some music, and I come back in a few minutes. Okay. So I go in there, I sit down, I'm like, I don't want no, I don't want no music. I know what I do. Yeah. The door closed, the hands go up. Ara Shibandolo, Shikilet, Shibarandolo Kosia, Isiande, Brandala Koshi Tilendia, Latando, Urondala, Kashian Rondo, Ibrande, Isetolondo, Ozalama Shitiande. Come back in. She's like, oh, okay. Let me check it. It's going down. Yeah, but it ain't where it needs to be. All right. That's one time. Go back out again. Ara Shibande, Isitilando Urandi. I got faith. I spoke to the blood. I spoke to the arteries. I spoke to the platelets. I spoke to everything in it. What would Jesus do? That's exactly what I did. She come back here and say, oh, this thing going down. Yeah. It's like five minute like interval. Within a 15 minute span, she go back in. Jesus, the third time, it's like, oh, I'm in the garden now. I'm in Gethsemane now. Y'all stay asleep, but I'm not. Went back in it again. Rasiando kochia, brandi isiando oshiramani. Hands go up. I start praying in the spirit. See, this is what people don't want to do. See, it's according to your faith. And right now, I know the enemy is trying to rob me, so I don't need him to hear no English words. I need to pray by faith. So I pray by faith. She come in. Now I leave out, you know, it's like 138 over 88. I'm like, yep. She said, that'll get you in for the surgery. Yeah, I know it's going to get down even lower because that's not the truth. 
See, this. Don't cry. Pray. I'm like, <laughs> I'm already trying to do my recovery. I'm already here. I'm telling God, I can't wait to tell him tonight. 176 over 100? For me? Oh, the devil is alive. No way. No way. No way. Mm, mm, mm. That won't mind. See, some people don't. I don't know. Some people don't believe like that. Who believe? Who believe? Now, is he God or is he God? Is he on the throne or is he on the throne? Is there anything too hard? I'm not taking no medicine. Ain't no medicine. But if I did have to take it, I'd take it with faith. I pray first. Take a note. What do you think? Who the enemy think he's talking to? I'm a believer. There's only one type of Christian. There's only one type of Christian. It's one that believes. I won't in hope. I was in the Holy Ghost. That's where I need to be. See, and then some of y'all... You're playing with church and you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need that. You need to go to Jerusalem. You need the upper room experience. That's a trick of the enemy. Are you serious? Me with the medicine? Side effects? Are you crazy? No, not me. I ain't taking that. (laughs) But I'm just trying to show y'all. Listen. This is, this is what we are supposed to do and believe. Not after, listen, when, if you've been here and you've seen Athena, who had cancer, who died three times on the table, dying, raise your, that's the grandmama right there. Who said she would never talk, right? Now she's t- talking back, I'm just saying. See, this is the thing. Is he God or is he not God to you? I believe no matter what. See, if I had to go on a mess, I still believe God. He's still God. See, that's not going to change. But my God, who is a just God. See, you got the prayer. See, you got to know how to pray. And when you pray, don't just send words up. Send, listen, you have to be in faith. It said, pray, believe that you have received. Now, once you got that criteria, now ask what you will. No, don't worry about what they said. Don't worry about what it looked like. Don't go, please don't go what it feel like. Go on what you believe. Listen, stand on his word. See, we got believers, but they ain't believing. They in hope. The Bible said hope deferred makes the heart sick. But see, our hope is supposed to be a living hope. A living hope. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> Who is, is there any sick among you? I know we got the coronavirus coming all out, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bible said a prudent man sees danger and he prepares. Right? How many of y'all went and got your mask? You're not everybody. 
See, this is another thing that the church has to be awakened to. The Bible says that a prudent man sees danger and he prepares. Meaning that you're supposed to have foresight, insight on the world that you live in. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 24, he talks about plagues that come. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it again be in the sun, coming of the Son of Man again. It's those days that you saw are going to come back again. And we're not prepared. We're not prepared. You're going to be in the line at the grocery store when there's only three days supply in there. You're going to be in there with everybody else. See, these are the things you have to know. And if you need to know, it's called N95. Get you an N95 mask. Just in case a prudent man prepares. Oh, man, this is the church. I, I'm looking on the Internet. I'm looking through all my peers and no one is saying anything. The Bible talks about this. See, and then if you read your Bible, you'll find out because of the sin of the people. He sends pestilence. To get the people to awaken. That's in Deuteronomy. That's in Matthew. I send these things. Listen, pestilent means destruction as well. Um, the, the pale horse. That's what that is. Oh, the church don't teach you that though, do they? But you're a millionaire. You're living your best life right now. He said to pick up your cross. When when I pick up my cross, that means I'm going to suffer with Christ for his namesake. Christ, don't pick up your cross and pick you up. Kobe. You have to pick up. He said, first, you must deny yourself. Now, once you deny yourself, you'll be able now to pick up your cross. In order to gain eternal life, you have to lose this life. That means die to self. Don't mean you have to die again, your mortal body, but you, you have to die to selfishness. What you want. See, we got people, we got people full of churches, but ain't nobody picking up their cross. Or to pick up your cross means that I must suffer with Christ. He said, for his namesake. I told y'all, we come to church, ain't nobody in here faith been tested. To the point of persecution. So do you really believe? I'm going to ask y'all, I'm coming through the audience. So do you really believe? So do you really believe him? See, our faith hasn't been tested. We think our faith's been tested because you got a prophecy. That you get in a house or a boyfriend or a husband or whatever. That, we think that that's a friend. We think that that's a prophecy. That's not a prophecy in the Bible. What a prophet does in the Bible is to tell you to come out of your sin. And live right because your sin is affecting the land. Hello? See, some people just got to hear this. Again. Your sin, so what's really happening with this virus? Is it, is it 
is it Wuhan? Is it really them? Or is it because of the church? What is the, where's the most persecuted church in the world today? China. See, we ain't putting it together. The most persecuted church in the world today is not America. There, you are not under persecution here. You can scream Jesus in the middle of the street. You might get some looks. But you won't get killed. They are the most persecuted church. And this is where the virus, the epicenter of it is. Make you think. What's going on? Is it man-made? Is it not? Do you know there? It's so, I don't know where to begin when it comes to this virus stuff. They test viruses. They take them up into space. How many of y'all know that? Do you know when they go into space, it's like 7,000 times more potent, dangerous, once it goes into space? Do you realize, well, how do they want space rocks? Because inside of the rocks, there are viruses. It's not alive. See, it's so much that the church is, don't know and don't want to know. But you're supposed to be watching on the wall. Well, what you watching for? Hmm? Our eyes are on each other instead of on the coming of our Lord. The church is not teaching you what you need to know to get into heaven. If the church don't deal with deliverance, how are you going to get in? If you are still holding a grudge and angry and everything and hurt, how do you get in? When he died on that cross for your deliverance. When you still are mad at your mama. And both of y'all Christian. How do you get in if you go down, if you don't make it home? How do you get in? See, this is some things that we don't think about. Just because you know him, many, he said, know my name, done great works in my name, but they never, he said, depart from me. I never knew you. So you can have authority to use his name. But there is no living relationship with him. And he knows it. See, we, we just, it's a lot of things that the church is doing. It can't feel the love. Spiritual perception is off. You can't see. Spiritual perception, perception means that you hear and see with your senses. But you have natural touch, taste, feel. You, you have natural, but you have spiritual senses that need to be developed. Well, that new man needs to come on the scene then. The spirit man, you are a spirit. You're not your flesh. You're not your past. You're not your circumstance. That's not you. How do we live like that? Why do we live like that? We like to live in a state of hurt. We get so used to hurt when joy come in real love, which is discipline. We don't know how to respond. We get offended. 99% of church people leave church because of an offense. Not love. Marriages are dismantled. It can't be love. Love can't keep the marriage together. Because everybody who has a divorce, who's had a divorce, at one point you said, I love you. So it couldn't have been love that kept y'all together. 
Ain't that right? Couldn't it be love? Because love never fails. So why did you get married? You're married for purpose. You're married for purpose. But it can't be love. <laughs> that don't keep you. Who's been divorced? I'll raise my hand. Who's been divorced? You love that person, you got to divorce them, didn't you? So love didn't keep you together. And there's another thing. You can't be in love with somebody and have a side person. Or, or <laughs> fornicate. You, that's not love. I don't love you. I love me. That's the problem. I love me. They like, Pastor, move on. Let Tashana come up and teach. Ain't that what y'all saying? Y'all saying, come on, Pastor. Let Tashana come up and teach. I can't see Tashana. Mm, okay, you can't hear the Lord. This is what you came. Amen? Now he's going to speak through his vessel. See, that's the other thing. When it comes to church, it's like hard for us to, you know, we get hooked up on personalities instead of the word, instead of the vessel that's bringing it. Oh, let me put it there. The consecrated vessel that's bringing it. Or the anointing costs you. See, that's what a lot of people in church done. They, they haven't, there's no anointing because they aren't willing to pay the price. It takes something. It takes something to love the man who stabbed you. It takes a different type of love to raise his kids and don't abuse them. See, the anointing costs you something. You only way you can do that L is you die to yourself. See, your pride won't let you do that. The anointing costs you something. It costs you. They ain't willing to do that. All right. Y'all, I didn't make that up. That is my life. That's my life. Where my girls at? Raise your hands. Where? Hey, right there. Where's my other one? Where, where, where's that one at? <laughs> She's my daughter, too. My adopted daughter. Raise your hands. The star and prophetess is in the back. But God used that same. Listen. This happened when I was 19. And I said, if I ever see this person again, I'm going to kill him. They're dead. Raise your hands. Start. They ain't Stand up. So let them see who I'm talking about. This ain't making up nothing. But I won't save them. I won't save them. But I knew thee before I formed thee in your mother's womb. Before you were a clot of blood in her womb, I ordained you. Your purpose was there. See, this is what we just don't understand when it comes to the anointing and what, see, the body, the body of Christ don't want to go through nothing. This is part of my suffering. This was part of me picking up my cross. Now, God used the same man that you stabbed to raise his kids. And not only that, but truly love him. And then God sets it up. So when he gets saved, guess who comes before him and asks him, do you know Christ? The same person that stabbed him. See, y'all didn't understand these things when it comes to a person. And the Bible says that you should know who stands before you. 
Amen? I told y'all that. The last example for Tashana come up is that in the Bible days, that what you saw up front when I was up there talking, that's Greek. That's how the Greeks would do it. But in Jesus' day, he would stand right in the middle of the people. And this was called the Bema. And on that Bema was inscribed, this is where they kept the scrolls at. And what was inscribed on that Bema, that podium, was know him that stands before you. So when you came into the synagogue, when you first came in, that's what you would see. So you would come in with your worship because you would understand who is before you. So imagine Jesus, the word Yeshua, would stand on that podium and begin to speak the words of life. And they would know that that was the Messiah. Imagine it. Listen, the word incarnate was standing before them. The word made flesh was standing before you. Know him that stands before you. See, when you have a reverence of who is before you, you change your attitude. People don't want to go disqualified and qualifying people. No, it pays a price to, to take on what God has given me. And not until I forgave that I understand my purpose of my existence. See, we, we get caught up in our accolades and our jobs and everything. I'm, I mean, I'm, I had giftings and talents. I didn't know that it was for the kingdom. Until I met somebody who was already in the kingdom. She's on the plane right now. She'd be here. Y'all know who that is. That's the part of me that has the glory, the hair. That's my wife. She is me. It says when we get married, we become one flesh. See? Spiritual perception. Yeah, I see the two of you. But we are one flesh. That's what the Bible says. Not man. The Bible said that. All right. So when you see her, you see me. Just like Jesus said, when you see me, you're seeing the Father. I and the Father are one. When I see Keisha, I should see Ryan. When I see Ryan, I should see Keisha. Because they are one flesh. Woo! Jesus was here, the Father was in heaven. But yet he was still here. Oh man. Y'all getting something? I hope you got what you needed tonight. 